What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Narcissist Code. I'm your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, better known as Mental Illness, across all social media platforms. This is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice. I'm a diagnosed narcissist, and I use my platform on social media to raise awareness for NPD, get more people into therapy, like myself, and also validate the victims and survivors of said disorder. Um, this Today's episode is going to be about how sometimes a narcissist won't, won't let you go. Even after they move on to somebody else, even after you've moved on to somebody else, I've said this before in a lot of videos, but a lot of times narcissists see their significant others or other people close to them in their lives as property. They think that they own you like you belong to them. You know what I mean? So if you belong to them, then, you know, even if you decide to move on, even if they discard you, like let's say a narcissist discards you for somebody else and like, let's say you're married to this is a better example right here. Let's say that you are married to a narcissist, right? They leave you for somebody else. They are with somebody else completely. They live with somebody else. They started a whole new life with somebody else, but they refuse to divorce you. They don't want to let you go, even though they're with somebody else. I see this all the time. I hear this all the time. And people are like, why won't they divorce me? Why won't they divorce me? They're with somebody else right now, but they won't sign the divorce papers. One reason is because I said earlier, because they think they own you. You belong to them. You know, to death do you part. And you're not dead, are you? You're just not together. And another reason is because it gives them the, it gives them the ability to be to be non-committal, not completely non-committal to the next person, and they they can use that as a uh, as a tool to turn the next person against you as well, to turn the new supply against you, to triangulate the new supply against you. So you have a new enemy, regardless. You don't you don't know them, you've never met them, but you have an enemy. Hey, they they can go tell the new supply, say hey. Why, like, you want to get, like, can we get married or whatever? You want to get, like, can we get married? Like, no, we can't get married because, you know, my ex, they won't sign a damn divorce paper, so I'm still legally married. I can't get married to two people because they'll be big of me and I go to jail. And, like, I love you, know, I love you, but if we can get, somehow get them to sign a divorce paper, we can get married tomorrow. You know, I love you, I'll, I'll marry you tomorrow. But the whole time, the actual truth of the matter is that they actually don't want to sign the divorce papers. But they convince you, they convince you, or the new supply, that you are the the the, uh, the old supplier, the ex, is the problem. So you turn on them. So the the new supply turns on the old supply. Now you have a, the old supply has an enemy out of the new supply, based just literally based on what the narcissist has said, and what they won't do. The narcissist is refusing to sign the divorce papers. The narcissist is refusing to do all this stuff, refusing to move their stuff out of the uh, out of the house, remove, refusing to remove to give things back to the other person, refusing to you know. This refusing to complete a separate, completely like separate and cut ties. The narcissist is doing that to be non-committal to the next person and also get the next person on their side. They might not ever divorce you. I've heard people being like being legal, legally separated for years and that toxic person won't sign the divorce papers, even though they have a whole new family with a new person. They're, st they're still legally married to somebody else, but they are in a relationship, bought a house, living with somebody else, got kids with somebody else. But we'll refuse to sign the divorce papers. And the new supply thinks that the old supply is the issue. But do y'all not ask questions? Like sometimes I just feel like a lot of times and the way, the way that happens right there is a lot of times the, the narcissist will create an enemy between create enemy. I like use triangulation, you know, the triangle shape to create an enemy out of the new part to create to make the old supply and the new supply enemies. Right. So you don't communicate on good terms. You're not on good terms. and You won't believe anything the other person said anyway. 
because you feel like that they're holding you back. The new supply feels like the the old supply, the old relationship, the ex, or whatever, is holding them back from moving on because they're so jealous of them, because they're so controlling, because they're so they can't get over the narcissist and things like that. But that's not they don't they don't be the truth. And because y'all don't talk, y'all don't communicate. You think it's the truth. You think you you because they don't talk and they don't communicate. The narcissist is sitting there, just like at the at the you know the top of the triangle, chilling, hanging out, watching people fight over them and things like that because of rumors that they have spread and because of things that they they are actually behind. You know, the perpetrator. Of. It's just it's crazy to see this happen so much though, y'all. I, like I said, I see it happening all the time, and it blows my mind that it happens so much with people. You know, it blows my mind that it happens so much in these toxic relationships with narcissistic people, because people don't ask questions. Like you, because you see the other person, because the new supply sees the old supply as an enemy. They don't ask the right. They don't ask to sit down and have a conversation with them to get their point of view, to get their perspective, or you know, especially if there's there's kids involved. Like, don't y'all think it's an issue? When the new like when that toxic person moves on and y'all have there's kids involved and you don't meet the the new stepmom or stepdad of your kids like they keep y'all apart for some reason the new supply if you have ever been in the new supply why didn't you ask those questions why didn't I, I, want, I want to see this in the comment section I want to interview somebody I want, if I want to do that on live I want to ask somebody who has played the role of new supply why didn't you reach out to the old supply if there's kids involved why didn't you reach out to the old supply to meet them if you had to you know if you want to if you want to be a co-parent if you want to be a stepmom or stepdad why didn't you reach out to the old person and things like that what was holding you back what was you know keeping you there in that situation i i, I really seriously want to know because it'll help me in my knowledge base and it'll help other people as well you know and things like that okay close door my son walked in here y'all close door thank you but I, I i'm super curious why would the old supply and the new supply you know why are they competing I mean, I, I see that. I get it. I understand it, but I want to know from I want to know a firsthand perspective on why you, as the new supply, if, if especially if they were if your new person, if you if the narcissist in your life, tax person in your life, was still married and not legally divorced, why didn't you? Act, and they kept blaming the ex. Why didn't you ask the question? Why didn't you talk to the ex on calm terms? Just curious. I really, really, I really, really want to know. This is not. The, I'm not. You know, I don't do the blame game on this channel. I really, truly, truly want to know. Like, why didn't you question that? Why would you just willy nilly believe the narcissistic person? I know the love bombing phase. I know the trauma bond or whatever. You know, and a lot of times, and also I know that reactive abuse happens too because post separation abuse is a real thing. And by post separation abuse, I mean even after the relationship, the narcissist is still you know emotionally and sometimes physically abusing their ex. So if they're emotionally abusing their ex still. The, the ex the old supply you know so of course my camera better die that's why the, the, i had to cut it right there um but during post-separation abuse reactive post-separation reactive abuse is a thing y'all it's when a narcissist still has ties still has stuff at the old person at the, at the old supplies house still is legally married to them still has kids by them so they still have to be in contact and they trigger the other person to react out of character to you know reactive abuse happens and then when they, like I said, that's why I, when you, when the old supply reacts negatively, when they react out of character, the new supply sometimes sees that as a, as a reaction. They don't see what triggered it. They just see the reaction, the reactive abuse. They just see the old supply acting out of character, yelling, screaming, sending hateful messages and things like that. They don't see what happened, what caused it. They don't see that that, that toxic person caused it. They just see the new supply just sees the old supply reacting out of character. So post-separation reactive abuse is a real thing. So I understand that as well. So I, I, I say literally, I, I really want to interview somebody, um, do a one-on-one -on -one or 
you know, do a YouTube thing or whatever with somebody that's, that's been the new supply, you know, that's been the new supply. And why didn't you talk to the ex? Like what was, what was said to you, you know, what was, what was said to you to keep you from talking to the ex? Or did you just, did you just think this is not a slight on you? Did you just think that the ex, ex was jealous of you? You know what I mean? Do you think that they didn't want, to, didn't want to talk to you because you replaced them? You're so much better than them. I, I'm just curious. I know how narcissists work, y'all. Yeah. So I, I also, when I posted this uh, TikTok very similar to this and a YouTube very similar to this yesterday, YouTube short, people were asking. I said a narcissist will keep, will try to remain in your life by leaving stuff there at your old, the house that you shared or the apartment that you shared, the condo, whatever. They'll leave stuff there and, not, and rarely ever come and get it. They have a reason to pop up on you. And sometimes the opposite is true too, where they'll keep your stuff. So you have to keep contacting them. They'll keep sentimental things about you. I've heard of narcissistic toxic people taking the ashes of their, their ex's mom or father or something like that and won't get them back. They just hold on to them as leverage to keep the other person, have to talk to them and have to call them and stuff like that, which is evil as hell. But I've heard of it that happened as well. So you have to protect your peace, y'all, against people like that. You mean if they if if they leave you for somebody else and they're in a complete relationship with somebody else and y'all are not married, they just leave stuff at your house, um, and they they are not on the lease. Give them a couple of days to come get it. Send a warning to them. Send it like you said. And then I've heard of people doing like doing a month of storage, putting in a storage for them for a month or something like that or a couple of weeks, and then just letting it go because that you if you want to be over this person, like what what sense does it make for them if they are not on the lease, that they're not paying any bills in your spot. What sense does it make for them to leave all that stuff over there and just come back and get it whenever they want to? That just kind of shows that you might, in the narcissist's mind, if you don't throw this stuff out, in their mind, that means you still want them. That means you, you're giving them a reason to come back to you, giving them a reason to pop up, pop up at your house anytime that they want to. You know what I mean? Especially if they still have a key, you haven't changed the locks and things like that. But that, like I said, there's a lot of different moving pieces. Sometimes they, they're still on the lease and use that as controlling. They use that to control you. Even if they moved out in, in a relationship with somebody else, they're still on the lease with you. They'll still pop up at your house. You ain't. They'll still pop up at your house. So make sure you're not moving on. Your, make sure you don't have anybody else in their house, in their spot. And that's to keep you as a backup supply. You don't want to be the backup supply. And let's say you don't want to be the backup supply. You don't want to go from the main person in somebody's life to the side person or the mistress or the, the male male mistress. What do you call them? Gigolo. Not gigolo. Something. Whatever you call the male mistress. I still didn't look that up. <clears throat> I know I said something very similar to that before. I still didn't look up what a male mistress was. Somebody said it was a Sancho. Is it a Sancho? Sancho? Somebody, somebody, somebody said it or something like that. But yeah. They won't, sometimes they won't even let you go, y'all. So you have to let yourself go. Take your power back and protect your peace. Because, you know, I know some states... You know, if they don't, if they keep don't, not showing up to the divorce proceedings, they it's like uncontested or whatever. Or just, they just forfeit. Look up the local laws in your state that they won't legally divorce you because they and they were somebody else. I don't know if they, you can file for divorce on abandonment. I think you can do that in Virginia or North Carolina, or something like that. Um, you can file for abandonment and things like that, and they, you know, you can force a divorce. Just talk to attorneys and things like that. Yeah, I don't know what state you're in or a country where you know what continent or whatever you're in, but protect your peace, y'all. Protect your mental health and things like that because you deserve it. Yeah, but I can say that all I want to, but you have to actually believe it. Anyway, y'all, today's Monday. Tomorrow starts my live everyday thing. Yeah, I might go live tonight on one of my platforms. So if you haven't followed me yet, I might go live on TikTok for a little bit. Thank y'all for tuning in. Really, truly, really, truly appreciate every single one of y'all. Mental illness is out. Peace. And my podcasters hit that five stars for me. And my voice. I'm gonna have to record some more videos today. Um, my voice is getting a little, a little scratchy. You know, I hope this is the end of the. This is the worst of COVID. Uh, we'll get to y'all test positive for COVID. Hit that five stars for me, y'all. I really truly appreciate every single one of y'all. Like and subscribe for more mental illnesses out. Peace.